Natasha Trenov is the founder and president of Natrin Inc. They are, as as well as the Global Institute of Probiotics. She is a developmental scientist, author, educator, and speaker and thought leader in the area of probiotics and living a good lifespan, but also health span. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so pleased to be able uh, to further my education because I feel we're in a critical state of uh, humanity and uh, the lack of understanding uh, that we are really a hybrid, homo sapiens are a hybrid of microbes and human cells, and that we have to create that uh, special unity of those microbes and, and ourselves in order to not only maintain health, but enjoy great health. Well, I am excited to dig into everything with you. Yeah. Tell us well, a little bit. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, I've, I've been in this industry 56 years, and here is it in a nutshell. Uh, your 27 feet of GI tract contain 100 trillion microbes. Uh, that composition of microbes has been severely affected uh, by the stress level in our society, uh, by eating foods, uh, not only the processed foods that a lot of us in the health food industry have given up, but eating new foods that our bodies and our microbiome are not used to uh, just because somebody told us it was good. So it's a, it's a multiple level problem. And unfortunately, we spend $4.3 trillion in the United States on so-called healthcare, and 80% of it is spent on chronic disease. And at this point, there'll be not enough doctors, not enough medications, uh, to really take care of us. And I'm especially concerned about the young people in their 20s and their 30s who are now getting colon cancer, uh, pancreatic cancer, uh, leukemia, lymphoma at much higher rates than we've seen before. And I've been around, as I said, for many decades. So my my purpose here is not just about selling a product. I'm still working. I should have retired 10 years ago. Uh, but I felt that there's such a disarray of information, and this is too important of a field uh, to have the disarray of information, because without our uh, optimal uh, microbiome and the microbiota that are in the microbiome, we will continue down this path, which has already bankrupted our country, and will continue to bankrupt it furthermore. Just to give you one eye-opening statistic, uh, we have done nothing to stop the progression of autism. Uh, autism is to reach one in two children by the year 2030. And if that happens, we will need a $17 trillion budget to take care of that crisis. I don't think people understand the importance of what I'm about to tell them. Uh, we don't have, we have uh, parents who have a poor microbiome, both fathers and mothers, because they contribute to the infant's health. And we have a number of uh, assaults uh, on the newborn uh, that is causing multiple diseases. And then if, if they survive childhood, uh, those diseases manifest when they're in their 20s and their 30s. So uh, buying products that have pretty, what I call millennial packaging and nice sayings uh, is not going to help us. We really need to get serious. We really need to understand standards. And we really need to fix that microbiome if we are going to survive as a society. 
by 2030, one in two children will be impacted by autism. That's yep. that's staggering. It is staggering. And the numbers are not getting better. They're at one in 30 now. That was reported by the CDC and the Children's Health Defense Group. Uh, pretty, pretty similar numbers. And I've been watching it for several decades. And in the 1980s, it used to be one in 10,000. One in 10,000, and we're now in one in 30. And at this progression, we're going to get it to one in two by 2030. So we can point to environmental toxins, processed foods, all those yeah. kinds of things. And, right. you know, and, and in many cases of vaccines, because if you have a compromised immune system and for instance, you give four or five uh, vaccines at one time to a newborn uh, you know, and th there shouldn't be no controversy, vaccinate or not vaccinate. We need to get serious here and act as adults. Uh, you know, you have a chemical such as aluminum or mercury inside those vaccines, and you have a compromised immune system by the newborn. Of course, there's going to be a trigger because there's a, what we call a gut-brain connection. And uh, there's actually more neurons in the gut than there are in the first brain. And the production of chemicals such as serotonin and dopamine, which are the feel-good chemicals uh, that make you and me happy and feel good, are produced by the gut bacteria. So it's a loop. Our perception of reality, if it's negative, uh, reduces the number of beneficial bacteria in the gut. When there's an uh, um, not enough of a dose of these beneficial bacteria that we call probiotics, and there's I'll get to the probiotic terminology later, uh, then uh, serotonin and dopamine, among uh, many other feel-good chemicals, are not produced. They're not sent by the vagus nerve up to the first brain, and voila, we start having mental issue problems. And uh, this is also pervasive among young people, depression, stress, anxiety, uh, mood swings, uh, inability to think clearly or to even think positively uh, is just the tip of the iceberg of what's going on. So, uh, you know, the, the genes that we inherit from our parents are not turned on uh, by anything else except by our uh, perception of reality, uh, the toxins produced by the bacteria in our gut, or the toxins we ingest from our environment. Genes do not turn on themselves. They're just plans. Those plans don't get turned on unless you do the following. Unless you have a negative perception of reality, you're not a happy person, you're always moody, you're always in a bad mood, uh, you're not happy, and that has a chemical effect on your body. Most people don't realize that. And then you become a hostile environment for the very bacteria that we need to help us replenish our cellular structure, you know, uh, support our immune function, and literally make us happy. If if we have two parents that have poor gut health, that have an unhealthy microbiome, and mm -hmm. they then produce a child, does that child then have a limited microbiome, or does that not work that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Both father and mother contribute their microbiome. And I'll give you another staggering statistic. Only seven women, only 7% of the women in North America are able to pass on what we call the correct microbiota 
to the newborn, even if they're vaginally delivered and breastfed? Only 7%. Why? Uh, because of what we've done environmentally. The mothers, there's, a, you know, again, I'm not going to get too technical, but there's a bacteria called Bifidobacteria infantis, which is the predominant uh, bacteria in the uh, intestines of newborns that are healthy. If this bacteria is not present and not predominant, and people get fooled to giving their newborn different so-called probiotic bacteria uh, that are not this specific uh, species, then we have a problem. This is, again, foolish understanding. People who just try to sell you something that they label probiotics, uh, the, the parents are engaged in bad practices. They either have too many antibiotic therapies. Uh, they're uh, exposed to toxins in the environment, water, air, food. And uh, this is now a growing trend. And by the way, that 7% is an old number. I have to look up to see the thing is the new numbers are not coming out. You have to ask yourself why. So mm. we know we have a health issue with these parents because another stat I need to give you, your body replaces itself every year. Every minute you lose 10 million cells. And if your body doesn't produce good proteins, but cheap proteins, it will lead to disease. Which certainly makes sense. So I'm interested in in circling back on how to know whether or not what I'm feeding myself and feeding my ch children uh, is correct. Um, is it possible we have a child? I, I've got three kids, and my wife and I try and feed them whole foods, organic foods. Yeah. Try to be mindful of all these things. Um, let's assume that they came into the world um, with just because of the world that we live in fewer than they would have had a hundred years ago. It's probably safe to uh, kind of assume. Mm -hmm. Is it possible for their bodies to regain the kind of health that, 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 that is desirable? Absolutely. Because remember I told you, your body rebuilds itself every year. Right. So I tell people it's nonsense. Your body was designed to heal itself. You just have to give it the right probiotic bacteria, um, given by somebody who spent her life studying this and making sure that people get results uh, and eating the right foods. And I'll tell you some of the dangers we have even in the so-called natural health movement. Um, first of all, if you're drinking juices, any kind of juice, you need to uh, do that at home because you're going to those juice bars. Uh, the lack of sanitation is horrific. And, you know, if those machines are not taken apart every 45 minutes at the most one hour, uh, it's serious contamination issues. So you're going to a juice bar to get these healthy greens or healthy fruits. And there's often served by people who are paid a minimum wage, have no clue about sanitation. And once you break down a vegetable and a fruit, it becomes a feeding ground for trillions of microbes not just billions, trillions of them. And if you ever took a swab at the end of the day of that juicer that's been working there for eight or nine hours, you would be horrified. <laughs> I bet. So again, it's a lack of ignorance. It's a lack of sanitation that hasn't been transferred from one generation to the next in this country. 
not even understanding that there should be standards for fermented foods. Um, my family brought uh, natural Bulgarian-style yogurt to the United States in the mid-1960s. I set the standard for yogurt in California in 1969 that was then adopted by the FDA and USDA. And I helped to set the standard uh, in New York State for kefir in the uh, late 1970s. And the reason these standards are important is because there's something we called starter culture organisms and organisms that are just strictly need to be supplemented in a, in a dietary supplement form. And people are throwing everything but the kitchen sink and some of these fermented foods, not understanding uh, that bacteria are a lot smarter than we are. They're not going to break down or ferment anything because we put some put them someplace. That environment has to be prepared in accordance with what they want. Otherwise, they're not going to ferment. And what many people do, they ferment the background bacteria that is found in that food and not really the starter culture that they want to get the benefits from. So there's a huge disconnect here among the group that wants to call themselves conscious about organic foods and about natural living. Furthermore, what they don't understand that organic foods, uh, because they're organic, have more soil bacteria and not what you want to ingest in large quantity. Uh, that's why if you were taught by your parents, you need to wash those vegetables and fruits, especially if they're organic. Well, that's a, a really annoying thing that if you go out of your way to try and eat healthy and what you perceive to be organic and, and correct, mm -hmm. find out that it's not. So how, 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 how do I know? Well, no, you just have to uh, wash. First of all, I love the farmer's market, but make sure if you're buying organic from the farmer, that that farmer really is selling your organic stuff. Number two, make sure you use a wash like distilled um, vinegar, white vinegar with baking soda to wash your vegetables and fruits thoroughly to make sure they're not contaminated. Uh, and I'm also advising people to start steaming, sauteing their vegetables uh, because we're really not in a state to be able to eat raw foods. Uh, really, we're, we're a compromised nation. And people just because somebody tells you you should be eating raw foods is not a good idea right now. Okay. Um, so in terms of foods that I perceive to be have healthy probiotics, yogurt, for example, I, I go to mm -hmm. my favorite grocery store slash whatever, and I buy yogurt. How do I know that that has the proper starter culture? You don't. You don't. And the pro and and let me tell you, even if they had the best starter culture, a fermented food is a functional food. What is a functional food? It gives you more benefits than if it was in its original state. In other words, it's uh, somewhat pre-digested for you. That's why fermented foods are so important. However, the comprom the compromised level of our gut microbiota is so great in this day and age that those foods are just what they are, functional foods. They can in no way replenish uh, those bacteria that should be sitting on your intestinal wall. I call them parking spaces. Technically, they're called attachment sites. And if those attachment sites are not covered, you're vulnerable. 
Because let me tell you, bacteria that are not so friendly in yeast get into your body every day. And the beneficial bacteria uh, communicate along with the other bacteria with what we call photon light emission. And there's a battle to get inside your bloodstream. So if you can imagine, you know, while we're here sitting and talking, uh, literally billions of these transactions are taking place in the 27 feet of GI tract, which is now uh, collecting your food, breaking it down, making sure the immune system is not upset when the food is ingested. We call those food sensitivities and allergies. And that, you know, only the only the food goes across the intestinal barrier and not some organism that might attack uh, your organ once it gets into the bloodstream. I certainly don't want that. So how do I, how do I, how do I get what I need? Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. I've developed uh, products and that's why I'm still working. As I said, I'm not doing this for a commercial reason. And I think all of us have the ability to perceive if someone's telling us the truth. And, you know, I've developed products um, that are completely different. And in fact, I started the whole probiotic movement in the 1980s. People for 20 years didn't know what I was talking about. And so that's why I'm still here, because I realized that there is a commercial uh, mindset and people are duped into buying stuff they don't need and they certainly don't want. But they're told something by somebody they perceive as being an expert and so they buy it. And so what I what I do is I, I help people. I still have live people at my company that have been with me, some of them 10, 15, and 20 years, who are committed as I am to establishing a right a precision probiotic protocol for ingestion. And it's simple. Uh, you don't buy separate products for the children. You don't buy separate products for the adults. There's no separate product for uh, the man or the woman. Um, I only use four microorganisms that have been in the literature for at least a hundred years and that have evolved with Homo sapiens and are part of us. They're not something I'm adding because that makes out uh, to treat symptoms. What I do is I establish a positive uh, count of beneficial bacteria and the 27 feet of GI tract to give your body the tools to heal itself. That's what's completely different and what we need to understand. So I have the probiotics in two delivery systems. Uh, one is a special product I call the Healthy Trinity, which is three essential bacteria, one for the large intestine, one for the small intestine, and one for the transient flora. Uh, which is uh, packaged in glass, uh, thermally controlled throughout the process. We ship two-day air to your doorstep. And uh, the oil is the only thing that guarantees survival through your stomach acid. Now, your stomach acid was designed to kill bacteria and digest proteins. Most people don't know that, that bacteria are virtually all protein. That's why your immune system reacts. So the, the stomach acid is there designed. So if you don't have a good delivery system or you use too strong a bacteria, you're not gonna benefit. So we have complete survival for over an hour uh, that can pass by that stomach acid as low as 1.8 pH. 
So once it gets into the small intestine, you got large colonies of healthy bacteria that are not toxic at any level, are part of us uh, as Homo sapiens from the beginning of time, and one for the large intestine and one for the transient flora. And if you establish that, I think that in a decade, we can uh, start the reversal in our country of this chronic illness we see now, better understanding of what food we need and how to take these products. Then along with that one flagship product, I have the three separate bacteria in separate jars grown along with or freeze dried along with their fermentation end products. Now, why is this important? When the bacteria is incentivized, it makes these fermentation end products for its own benefit. And that includes peptides, amino acids, natural antimicrobial substances for better competition against bad bacteria and yeast. And that you have, once you meet the criteria that the bacteria want, not what the human being wants, then they become very powerful, uh, very effective. And they have all these tools which they share with the body because you're their favorite environment to thrive. What is their objective of being here? Their, their objective is for their own kind to thrive. And they choose the environment and you need to give them the tools they want, not what looks good on the label. Does that make sense? It does. They're not stupid. They're not going to perform because somebody has a marketing plan and they're going to put something on the label. They're going to say, ciao, you know, I'm going to exit your, via your feces because 40% of your dry weight fecal matter is bacteria. So they're leaving your body every day. And so that's what I have. I have the two systems. One is called the Healthy Start System. One is called the Healthy Trinity. And they can be used in combination or singularly, depending on what you need. And you don't make a mistake. There's no wrong way to take our products. There's just a better way to take our products. And there's no special bacteria. And we're the only one that can certify that we have a what we call a baby bacteria, the one I talked to you about. It's called Bifidobacteria infantis. And we have that in a product called LifeStart. And we use three different growth mediums. So that, you know, and again, these growth mediums are chosen what the bacteria like, not what the human being thinks they need. And yeah, you know, understood? Yes. So this this bifidobacteria infantis is essential for pregnant women, nursing mothers, uh, newborn infants, and for any individual who hasn't been properly breastfed and is sensitive. So that could be taken across the board along with the other three that I make. And if you are sensitive and you feel like you didn't get these bacteria when you were young, uh, you can replenish them. As I said, the body rebuilds itself constantly. So that's why I only kept it to four. Uh, these products that sell you six, eight, 12 so-called probiotic bacteria, first of all, do not create any diversity because they're not uh, obliged to tell you how much of each bacteria they have at the expiry date. So we have, without the potency guarantee or know how these bacteria are made, stored and shipped, uh, that's why these products don't work. And what I fear that when people try these products that don't work, they're turned off to the concept of probiotics and they're running around drinking something with like kombucha, which is horrific. I don't even know how this got into our culture. Um, I was the one who sounded the whistle against soy milk and everybody told me to shut up. 
and unfortunately, I was proven right. Uh, kombucha is uh, what I call something that developed as an urban legend. It is a medicinal product used by specific families in Asian cultures. It is not something to be consumed in large quantities. And most of these people trying to make this stuff at home, I tell you, I have nightmares about it because it is the same yeast used to brew beer made in kombucha. And it is another bacteria that produces cellulose. We have no idea. We have no safety records of what that bacteria can do when it's consumed on a daily basis. And it's again, this foolishness and what I call this half truths that get passed around. And we just have a whole public that's not healthy. Well, that is a lot, a lot to to chew on and consume. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on. For yeah. people who want to educate themselves and learn more, how how can they do that? Yeah, go to natren, N-A-T-R-E-N dot com. I encourage you to call our toll-free number. Talk to someone. They're happy to help you. It's not that confusing, and that's why I'm still working. Um, so if you call the number 866, the number four and you spell out the, the name N-A-T-R-E-N, call us. There's also live chat on our box, please. I am not doing this for commercial reasons. I want people to understand. I'm deeply concerned, and I do care. And I want all those old timers from our health food industry to come back, the ones who specialize in their product category, and let's try to get our nation the right information so we can start raising healthy children and healthy adults. Amen. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Natasha your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to natren.com, N-A-T-R-E-N.com. Call one eight call 866, the number four, N-A-T-R-E-N. Take advantage of the resources and the help that Natasha has been talking about today. Thanks again, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.